Anyway, I won a silly cup. Oh, God. <laughs> I won a silly cup and a bouncy ball. Neat. Thanks, CCs. But those sound like legit prizes. Like The cup was 300 tickets. Damn. I did see a giant Hello Kitty plushie for like 5,000 tickets. So I was like, well, guess Sweet. I'm never going to get that. Oh, I mean, I think the the correct response is that you're going to be in there and spend $700 on <laughs> T-Ball. Yeah, exactly. It's like uh, for my $20 that I spent, I got like 400 So that math does not look good in my favor. <laughs> Although, to be fair, um, I don't think the guy actually took my tickets off my card. So I guess I could just go back and get more toys. So that's nice. <laughs> I like the idea of you running this toy scam at the arcade. Of uh, you it found a like way, <laughs> you found a way to make it <laughs> to add tickets onto your card or to keep it it's from going off. Yeah. You just clean out all the Hello Kitty plushes. They're really big and really cute. It's a little, uh, little Hawaiian island Hello Kitty. So she's like tan and she has a little mm. play. And so stuff. she's problematic. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Problematic Hello Kitty comes with an iPod loaded with Chapo Trap House episodes. No! (laughs) Hello Kitty, no. (laughs) And a a Cum cum Town brand t shirt. I don't even know what that is. Cum Town is like the the dumber version of Chapo Trap House. I didn't. No, that was a thing. It is very much a thing. It is. Uh, it's impossible to even explain what it is. It's just three. It's two complete morons and one. They're like half moron leader. <laughs> just, making, just making the most offensive jokes possible. Um, and they're all friends with the Chapo <laughs> people. And, uh, they, you know, make eighty thousand uh, dollars a year from patreon poison i, un- I unironically dig that um title <laughs> it's it it is like a a brain worm once you hear the the phrase come town you're just like wow that's a great title it's the the podcast essentially at least in my mind culturally is just uh, it's the punchline. <laughs> like whenever uh, you know Vice President Mike Pence says something like totally gross, you say, "Oh, he's gonna be a guest on Come Town." Yeah, relax. Oh takes to have to a pumpkin patch and let him pick out a squash. <laughs> let's well, fifty thousand a month goal. Uh, let's... <laughs> That's such a perfect response. That's such a perfect response. It's just like. <laughs> I think that's yeah. the collective response of most of the world, except for their fans who scream about how wonderful it is for some reason. Uh, I feel like Comptown is just such a chaotic mess that listening to it is, you know, I'm not going to relitigate this. We've talked about it before, but it just, it's such a chaotic <laughs> mess listening to them. Like individually, they're actually quite funny when they're on other people's shows. But on their own show, they're just like, they're just talking over each other and like trolling each other during the podcast when somebody's trying to like tell a story or joke. It's only funny to me when Nick Mullen, who is the the goon leader, uh, 
makes fun of the the other two morons. Um, <laughs> like the dark part of me just enjoys enjoys that part of it. But I can't. I, it's not like I, I listen to it. I've listened to like maybe ten episodes, and that's the only element I've enjoyed. Anyway, we should probably yes. get started yeah. since let's move on. <laughs> Moving past the the come town discourse. I hope you uh, will forgive us for introducing this into your life. <laughs> oh, I wasn't planning to listen to it. Don't worry. Okay, just no, just the knowledge itself, the forbidden knowledge of come down. <laughs> I used to frequent like 4chan and stuff. It's fine. Oof. Okay, well, it can't be any worse than that. It is. It is not worse than 4chan. <laughs> that's that's that is the highest praise <laughs> we can give come down. The bar has never been lower. <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's been a great episode of the pod. Come down what a great podcast. episode. Glad to be back. <laughs> On this episode of the, the Come Town Review. God. Stavros gets his dick stuck in a pumpkin. Uh-oh. God, Jesus, what? <laughs> Okay, we're moving on now for real. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Video Games, the hardly worst thing on Earth. I am your host, Alton. With me, as always, is Reese. Hello, this is me, Reese. And we now have returning guest, Danya. Hey, Danya. Hello again. The most popular guest that we have ever had, judging by our listener numbers and uh, wild uh fan mails fan tweets etc so thank you for uh returning about that. thank <laughs> you for having me again we're proud to announce that danya is replacing both of us as the host <laughs> 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 just just where danya just gives an hour monologue about whatever is currently on on their mind instead of curating tweets i just talk about them for an hour every week i didn't think i would inherit this responsibility but i guess <laughs> i'll go forward with it yeah we've gone to the podcasting gray havens we've carried the ring of podcasting for far too long uh so and am i like sam when he's on the dock and is his name sam is that the yeah, character samwise gamgee mr frodo yeah. I can't, I can't carry their podcast burden, but I can carry you and it. I can't do it. I can't do this it. This is such a stupid bit. Moving onward. Okay, so the premise of this podcast is that we are the last gaming warriors using our gaming, our good gaming memes against the evil gaming memes, which are the weapons of the vile and just necrotic alt-right gamers we are the last bastion of truth the only video game podcast to tell you the truth uh all them other ones lie waypoint radio liars mm -hmm. uh, giant Bombcast, liars categorically uh, condemn them yeah we categorically condemn them jeff gersman fight us in the street <laughs> we challenge you for your crown uh <laughs> the gamer crown <laughs> So it's a terrible thing to win. <laughs> it's, uh, that is the worst crown. We'll talk <laughs> about the best crown uh, a little later. But uh, this episode, uh, mostly, we kind of wanted to talk about just the gruesome, 
horrific activity of being a game dev. And not that in and of mm. itself, you know, being creative is wonderful, etc. But the way that game devs are treated by, certainly by gamers, but by the companies themselves, um, is particularly abusive. And it, the big news in kind of gaming recently has been the Telltale layoffs, which uh, have, uh, I don't know, uh, how have you guys played many Telltale games? I actually personally have never played one before because I'm a fake gamer girl oh. person. <laughs> um, but it definitely took me by surprise when I heard that um, they had shut down. I've only played their less popular ones. Like, uh, I played through all of Strong Bad's cool game for attractive people, uh, which was all right. They did a Homestar Runner game? Yeah. Like in 2008. Before they did The Walking Dead, they actually Mm -hmm. have a ton of games. Before that, they have like a Back to the Future game, a ton of Sam and Max games. Oh, I played some of the Sam and Max as well, and that's really good. I like the Sam and Max games more than even the the Strong Bad one. I've been a big uh, Telltale stan for uh, a long time. I haven't played all of them because there's... there's, Especially early on... As we'll get into, they have a fucking ton of them and the reason why they do is because they crank them out like uh clockwork basically yeah and in order yeah. to do that they uh they kind of treat their employees like little little machines little factories well the famous telltale structure is to have uh, a game that's released in episodes mm. so they've had as few as three as many as seven or eight in some of their games I I've played almost all of them, um, and they're they're always a little bit behind. They're struggling. It seems like they're struggling to meet the dates. And as we've we kind of learn from uh, the article, we're we're going to check out here in a second. Part of the reason behind that is is rather than in you know some companies where you have a big project and then it culminates. And, you know, there's the big crunch at the end or throughout it. And then, you know, at the very least when the game is released, there's relief. And Telltale, it just never ends. It's just the episodes are always coming. There's two or three games happening at once. Uh, and uh, I don't know. Um, I'll get into the article in just a second. But I I love Telltale games. And it's a real bummer. And I kind of knew about the treatment of game devs there before that. But it's hardly unique. So, you know, I let it wash off my back okay so uh from polygon from uh charlie hall the article's entitled disappointment turns to anger after telltale layoffs the game industry is still reeling from the layoffs at telltale games late last week while fans are bemoaning the potential loss of their favorite characters and the stories left untold others are focusing on the human cost and demanding answers Speaking with anonymous sources inside Telltale, our sister site The Verge paints a harrowing picture. On September 21st, approximately 250 employees were let go all at once, The Verge has reported. Sources say they were given roughly 30 minutes to leave the building. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What the (laughs) fuck? There was no offer of severance. They were simply terminated. They, they pulled a parachute cord, and all their chairs just rocketed through the ceiling, and they were let down on like uh, ejection pods. I, you know, I have a lot. Of, I have a lot of empathy for being told you got to get the fuck out all of a sudden mm. of your 
home of many years. Uh, it's a stark contrast to the smaller batch of layoffs that occurred at the studio in November of last year when employees were paid out the remainder of their salaries for the year and invited to a planned job fair. Late Monday night came a spark of hope for fans. In a statement on Twitter, Telltale announced that it was courting multiple partners, <coughs> scabs, to help produce the final two episodes of its longest-running series, The Walking Dead. It would bring to a close the story of Clementine, a character that fans have guided through a dangerous world since 2012. But Telltale's late-night statement on Twitter was brief, to say the least. Multiple partners have stepped forward to express interest in helping see The Walking Dead, the final season, through to completion. It said nothing about the 250 employees who were let go, nor did it indicate who would actually do the work to finish Clem's tale. While many fans rushed to praise the effort and wish the remaining skeleton crew of 25 left at the studio well, others weren't having any of it. Many on social media and in the comment section of articles, like those here at Polygon, tried to remind those same fans of the 250 lives that were impacted by the layoffs. Corey Barlog, known for his work on the God of War series, was among them. I would hope this means that you would first pay your entire team their severance, he said on Twitter, and then proceed to finish the final episode. I would be fine waiting however long it would take to ensure that we first treated those who work so hard with the humanity and respect they deserve. Job jo- <laughs> Job Stoffer, I think that's how you pronounce his name, uh, formerly a member of the Job team Stoffer? at Job Stoffer? <laughs> Job Stoffer. He works in HR. Job Stoffer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a coincidence of a name. Joe Job J. Stouffer, as I think. <laughs> the Stouffer. Stouffer. Formerly a member of the team at Telltale, joined in as well. Our friends and family's health and well-being comes first, Stouffer wrote on Twitter. Developers need to be paid, not abused. Uh, Telltale CEO Pete Holly gambled and the team lost. Emily Grace Buck, who was among those let go last week, has been especially vocal. We aren't replaceable, said the narrative designer who worked on Telltale's Batman in a lengthy thread on Twitter. None of the former Telltale employees are or have been replaceable. They're quality, and they all deserve so much better. Polygon has reached out to Telltale for details on what, if any, compensation will be offered to the 250 employees let go last week. We also asked if they will be considered for any opportunities that may arise to complete their work on The Walking Dead. The video game industry is notorious for wild cycles of boom and bust. Stories of long hours, one-sided contracts, and impetuous managerial decisions are commonplace. Recently, workers in the industry have expressed a desire to organize a union, but no concrete plans have emerged. It is unclear if such an organization would have even helped in the case of the employees at Telltale. What it is certain, however, is that those laid off will carry this experience with them for the rest of their lives. It will necessarily color the opinions of their own worth as workers and how much of themselves they owe to their future employers. It will force them and their families to evaluate the risks involved in even contemplating a return to the game industry. That makes Telltale struggles relevant to the entire industry and those who love it. So that's a really good point, I think. The fact that this is probably going to make a lot of people seriously consider leaving the industry. And honestly, 
I, I can't see out, outside of like the sheer passion that people have for working in the games industry and creating something that they love anywhere else in the software industry this kind of pra- these kind of practices would be unacceptable mm-hmm. but in the gaming industry because they've got like they have everyone by their emotional tender hooks they're just uh, willing to go along with it exactly in with the skills that you would have to be a high level game dev like a triple a company like telltale mm. a lot of those same skills uh would most likely um at the same level you would be having a job i imagine that would be paying i i don't think it's hyperbole to say probably twice as much with uh, much better hours, much better benefits, much better job security. It's insane <laughs> how how the people who make the games that we love are treated, and it's and it's exploitation. And I think to me, this gets to the core of the whole issue: is that it's an exploitation of uh, passion, the cultivated identity, and how those who in in power and the the capitalists. Are, are trying to extract value through this identity it's i don't think it's that that's so crazy to imagine that the same identity of gaming and loving games uh is being exploited by the the ceos at the top who are the the ultimate fake gamers truly they are the way i see it is that game development pretty much as an entire whole is is a creative career and people in creative careers generally they're taken advantage of in this way because it's it's a little bit different than well it isn't it shouldn't be treated any differently than any other career or talent um or anything like that but it is often because there is this idea that how do i put it it isn't as necessary like it's um you are writing on your passion very salient point that it's uh other creative processes go through the same kind of exploitation of passion the for exposure twitter account is one of my favorites because you see how illustrators um i think especially i i the the amount of talent it it takes uh to become an illustrator you know, you see people love these drawings and they connect so much more with them than... Uh, well, it isn't know. just talent, it's work. It, you know, for anyone that doesn't know that I'm speaking as someone that, that is an illustrator, and it, it's a lot of work, but it also doesn't have the same job security as like someone that has a different kind of skill, like something like science or math-based. Artists... And really any type of creator is almost seen as disposable because we don't do the things that people feel causes our society to go forward. We're almost like a, a decorative sort of thing to other people, you know, and, and that's wrong. Um, honestly, people would be surprised just how many different industries and how many different things in their life are affected by artists and designers and creatives. Uh, especially video games for that matter. But it is easy to kind of take advantage of it because you're like, well, you know, I got this position and I, I really have to bust my tail because if I lose it, then it's, you know, it's it's a much different type of industry to thrive in. 
which isn't to say you can't. Obviously, there are tons of, you know, artists that are very successful. But for me, for example, I've never had professional work. And there's a lot of different variables that go into it and how successful you're going to be. So I think it is really easy to prey upon that, to prey on that passion and to prey on that area mm. of talent. And I don't know if this is really relevant and we're talking about, I'm so sorry. You don't have to be sorry. I think that you are 100% right. And one of the points that I wanted to make earlier, but forgot to, I guess, was that how this ties into just the broader issue of basically the hellish nature of the arts under capitalism. Mm -hmm. Because as a concept, it's something that's not particularly valued in a capitalist society in the same way it is in other places. And it's such a, it's such a common desire for people to want to make their creative leanings their, uh, the foundation of their livelihood and we don't really i'm gonna get full joker mode here we don't really live in a society where that <laughs> makes that easy or even possible for most people because it's difficult to commoditize art basically yeah and unless you have the mechanisms in place to make it a mass distributable product like you see in film and video games and other places, uh, then it's not something that you can really turn into an easily packaged product because, you know, it's very unique. Like, some people are going to like some art, some people are not going to like it at all. Um, it is very subjective. And, and so, really, only recently have I, I think, the rise of stuff like Patreon and other methods of public funding has this made it feasible for so many more artists to make a living. It has. Patreon's really helped. And I guess where, you know, my heart really goes out to a lot of the people that were laid off, uh, steering back around to the actual topic at hand. Because like I said, it can be incredibly difficult to find actual professional work. And it's hard enough to find actual professional work that is, I mean, Telltale didn't even really do a good job of this. But that will actually respect you as a you know <laughs> a person as a part of the team that won't take advantage of you and your talents and your skills um, because that's what they are art. I mean, being able to be good at art is right. a skill. Um, and then not toss you to the curb when they're done. Exactly. You. So it's like we we already spend so much time trying to find you know a place that will even pay us you know you mentioned for exposure on twitter and there are so many people and this isn't just random people on twitter but if you are kind of really in any even remotely creative um uh, sphere of talent or skill i keep saying talent and it's bothering me um, but we're not going to go into that. If you're in any circle like that, skill-wise, um, people are absolutely going to try to get as much free work as they can out of you because they feel that that's okay. Like, it's, you know, it's this, oh, well, you know, it's easy. Like, what do you mean you can't just draw me this picture for free? Like, how long can it take? And there's, you know, and I, I feel so bad for these people that got let off because it's like, I can... I can't imagine 
what it's like to now be out of the job and think, oh, I have to try to find another one that's actually going to take me in and will pay me and hopefully won't do this to me again. So I think really you're right. Sad. Sorry, sorry to talk over you. No, I did it earlier to you. So honestly, you can just tell me to shut up whenever you want. I think we should all just talk over each other at well, once. Let's start now. Idea. I like this idea. Yeah, I, I think we should talk about this more Great. often. <laughs> but we are now were... come down. <laughs> <laughs> what you were saying before, Danya, though, of kind of wanting to back off the word talent and into the word skill. I actually, even though I said talent, I think you're 100% correct. Because I think that there are a lot of talented people, but the actual application of that talent, what you learn, the techniques you learn, it is 100% a skill. Um, I'm somebody with a a film background. I went to film school. I worked on a lot of film sets. And you... uh, you can watch a lot of movies and kind of have this understanding of movies, but that there's a real disconnect between the the experience of art and the breaking down of of what makes those work and how to apply that. How to work as a team in film's perspective is such a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Where like you know, uh, fifty talented people can work together, but because there's a communication breakdown, it doesn't work. You need, uh, you know, social skills. There's so much that that goes into it, and then you just, uh, you know, you talk to people, and they think that you know the this putting together, uh, you know, they don't understand while they're tossed together YouTube tribute or whatever uh, doesn't. Uh, nobody's interested in seeing it. And it's because, you know, you have to put the time in to understand that. You have to watch a lot of movies. You have to uh, Man, I, I don't learn... appreciate this this subtweet of me, of my YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think your YouTube channel is funny. I think you to Yeah, uh, you're if biased, you're, if you're, gonna, if you're, you're gonna in, fish... like, half the videos. Uh, well, that's, I mean, that's what I was going to say. Hey, it's funny because I brought... <laughs> <laughs> you got to disclose that, man. Collusion. Yeah, this is collusion. I'm colluding with the with the only the person I record with every week for some, somehow. It's about ethics in YouTube <laughs> video game editing videos. The uh, the, the the final point I want to make before we uh, slide off this is that mm. I think that the, that skill, those things that you learn, are very much at odds in art. I think in a in a way that might be unique, I, I, I couldn't say 100%, because the part of making good art, in my opinion, is being able to kind of like, you know, uh, trigger that kind of suspension of disbelief and carrying you on into the experience mm. of whatever piece mm-hmm. that you're listening exactly. to. Exactly. Good. Which... I, oh, well, sorry I'm to interrupt. I was just going to say that... No, continue. I was going to say that it's like good graphical effects. If they're really good, you don't notice them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So good art is made to seem effortless. All the blood, sweat, and tears is purposefully concealed to enhance the audience's enjoyment of whatever they're watching or licking Basically, it you just got to know... How it all ticks is basically mm-hmm. what it boils down to. You, you got to understand your your concepts and 
you know, how things work together and how other people are going to perceive them, so on and so forth. So as we've discussed at length, obviously video game developers, like many other skilled artists, are not necessarily treated with the kind of respect and job security that their uh, prestigious talents might merit. But you know one profession that is getting paid and has tons of job security? Being a goddamn lawyer. (laughs) Uh, This moves into our next story. Telltale hit with class action lawsuit for breaking labor laws. Hooray! Air horn. (laughs) 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 Former employee says layoffs violated federal law and state warn laws. And they did. We don't have to get into all this article. There's a bunch of details that are basically the same as what we just read. But uh, one of the employees has started a class action lawsuit against Telltale for, you know, violating the Warren Act, which is essentially that... um, Let me see if I can find a description. Okay. If a business had with at least 100 full-time employees must notify employees 60 days in advance of any plant closing or mass layoffs. So, this was a mass layoff. It says mass layoff is a reduction of 50 or more employees within a 30-day period. And so I'm pretty sure firing uh, 250 people at once counts as a mass layoff. So, in their haste to, I'm pretty sure, keep their CEOs well paid... Because you know none of those fuckers lost their job. Uh, they've violated federal law. And Good I wish nothing Paul. but the best to um, Roberts and the rest of the employees who've joined him in this class action lawsuit. Because pay, pay your goddamn employees severance. Yeah, like, Jesus you... Christ. Anything. Just, just try. Like, come on. You can't. I will never understand how any company head would ever think I should kick out 250 people out of their jobs permanently and tell them they have to leave the building in less than an hour, but I'm not going to give them anything to get them by. I just, the gall of it, absolutely. I, I, I can't, I can't fathom being that, terrible and evil of a person that would think yeah no this makes i'm not not a single thing not (laughs) any sort of severance it's just it's maddening it's disgusting um so yeah i hope that they lose everything honestly uh and it all goes back to these people that are taking them to court because they're the workers are the ones that deserve that money yeah Um, oh fuck Oh, hey! Motorcycles, yeah! Maybe a train will come by my house, and that'll make it even better. What if just vehicles just start revving it all over (laughs) my fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Or microphones at once. It's great. We're just like, we're at a motocross rally. And ASMR delight. (laughs) (laughs) The lowest thing about this Telltale thing is that they had literally just hired people from, like, other parts of the country... To yeah. move to the most expensive area in the country to <laughs> to work there, and then just immediately toss them out into a city where they don't know anybody. And it's like, 
Okay, yeah. I I don't I don't work for Telltale. I don't know anyone that works for Telltale, especially not in the higher up positions. I wish I did, but I don't. But especially if they were doing it that close to this shutdown, um, there had to have been writing on the wall. Uh, especially since, as far as I've heard, since this has come up, there have been problems with this company for quite some time. So yeah, it's just, I don't even know. Like, it's just kind of stupid because you're just mm. adding more people to the pot that are bound to retaliate against you. Right. Uh, but it's like, why? Why would you add more people to this mix? Basically, from what I remember, uh, my shaky memory of listening to the, the Waypoint discussion on this particular topic, a deal fell through with like a major IP holder who was going to have them make one of their games. I can't remember what particular company it was. It was some big Blue's film Clues. company. It was Blue's Clues. It That's was right. Blue's Clues. Blue's Clues, the Blue's Clues deal fell through, and they were on a hiring upswing in the lead-up to that because they were gearing up for you know new projects. And then when this major deal fell through, they basically just got caught with their pants down because they had no... They basically didn't have enough money... Uh, to keep operating the way that they were without this major deal, which is just goes to show just how fucked up the way they manage their business must be if they have to. Yeah, that's literally just putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you too, but I actually work in a real estate office and I can tell you right now that you don't do that until the contract goes through. That's just a bad idea. Like, deals fall mm-hmm. through. It's bound to happen. So it's like, oh, God, just that makes me even more angry because it's like, what kind of idiot does something like that? Telltale Games, apparently. Yeah, exactly. I think that they've been doing, they've been skirting by doing exactly this kind of shit for like the last decade, basically. Where they're just sort of running right to the bleeding edge of what they can afford and then basically getting saved by a windfall from some big intellectual property like Minecraft, Borderlands, um, Walking Dead, Walking Dead, yeah. And I, I really feel as though I'm not quite sure what the situation of their financials are, but it just doesn't make sense that a company as like successful as... Uh, Telltale had hadn't built up like a windfall or something like that's some what reservoir. I thought as soon as I heard this because like I said I never played a Telltale game but I'm familiar mm. with their more popular titles right. um The Walking Dead specifically and it's like I didn't know like obviously the money just has to be hemorrhaging out somewhere it seems like they just overspent absurdly on the licenses. And I think that it's at a certain point, it just feels like madness because you, you read and that so many of their licensed properties, other than the walking dead season one and Minecraft, uh, apparently, uh, all had, uh, from very degrees of trouble. And you look at what they're known for and what they're beloved for. It's the, the, the character of Clementine and Lee from the walking dead. Nobody is like, Oh, that was a sweet Walking Dead story that is, and I loved it because it was Walking Dead. They loved those characters. Mm-hmm. And it just mm. seems to me if they had distrusted their artists and seen the success <laughs> of The Walking Dead and built up their own original uh, characters that they wouldn't have to just 
constantly spend. They did uh, The Wolf Among Us, didn't they? That's not an original IP. Oh, it isn't? No. No, that that's a comic book. I'm a fucking idiot. Just gonna tap dance out of here. Cut this, please. <laughs> okay. Edit this out. I'm not an idiot. I'll, I'll go ahead and edit it out. It's not a big deal. I mean, no, you won't. No, you won't. You won't. <laughs> if you actually want me to cut it out, I'll cut it out. But I, I don't actually care. Okay. The other point I'd like to make um, is just to bring this around to why it's so important to have like a union in place like the to prevent this is so much yeah. better for these people's lives than the law because the law is about being punitive and mm-hmm. like who like in a year and a half maybe these people will be made whole and what does that mean they'll get their wages and benefit like whatever the government decides is the monetary value um, that can be demonstrated, and so Telltale will get get punished if they have the money. Like it's great to cheer on this class action lawsuit, but you know it's it's not gonna be restorative. Is, oh, no. is, mm. it, it's 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 gonna punish Telltale, and I don't think that's a good dichotomy at all in general. You know, it it, it needs to be not a lesson of oh you broke the law, you need to learn how to you know do layoffs correctly um you need to learn how to do do contracts correctly although they certainly sounds like some of those lessons should boil in there it needs to be like we in general need to not trust these companies and there needs to be other uh methods you know uh forms of power in place so we can protect the people because that's yeah th- those are who that's who are being exploited like collective bargaining bargaining hey bub union says you gotta pay a severance or we're gonna sever something of yours you got me <laughs> i don't know nice gaming company got here Shame i'm the like gaming you. union thug <laughs> i guess so no that's actually that's actually a really good point um and the article actually did mention because i i I don't know how unions work i'm not a part of a union unfortunately the company i work for just isn't big enough Mm -hmm. um but uh oh hey motorcycle around my house now um damn it uh, union, union. Even if it doesn't help with something like a company just shutting down entirely, at the very least, a union and you know better guidelines for how to treat workers. It can at least protect these people from literally working their lives away for a company that is literally not going to treat them right. Exactly. Um, the whole idea of like crunch culture and things like that um, is just prevalent in all uh, gaming companies pretty much but at least at the very least if you know these unions are set up it can help protect them from things like that so even if the worst of the worst comes at least they have their health still and Mm. you know that's at least some kind of thing to go off of and other things like i said i don't really know how the 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 intricate details of (laughs) unions and what it protects you from but um, I do know that they do work to uh, have companies not treat their co- uh, workers like... Listen, bub, union says everyone gets a pony. Look, I don't make the rules. You gotta give us all a pony. You understand me? Oh, 
pretty pony. Or I'll turn you into a tub of glue. <laughs> God. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> I'm still. <laughs> that's that's uh that's our that's our Amazon into union. <laughs> video right there. Oh, the union thugs make Danya sad. So <laughs> we no, need to. The horse is getting turned into glue. Makes me sad. Oh, no, the oh. horses aren't getting turned to glue. People, the people get it. the the CEOs are getting turned to glue. Yeah, no, but it reminded me that horses get turned into glue, and that made me sad. Mm, I, I think I don't think horses get turned to glue anymore. I don't think they that's use what, that's what, that's bone what, bits for glue. That's, that's what they that's what they want you to think. <laughs> horses do get or well, parts of horses do get turned into gelatin. So have fun um Delicious. eating your jello. This this episode sponsored by Jello brand jello. Mm, tastes like horse. <laughs> I'm Holy so shit. delighted about the idea of like Tony Soprano visiting John Carmack. <laughs> Breaking like, his legs. Oh, oh, this is a nice <laughs> this is a nice first person shooter about demons invading Mars. I'd hate something to to happen to it. Holly <laughs> Walnuts is gonna be a no show as a uh, level designer. <laughs> I don't know. If I, I there's there's a there's a good bit here about the Sopranos uh there is a delightful gem of comedy but unfortunately to... we should probably forward da, 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 yeah <laughs> you come to me on the get day of I my game's release <laughs> okay i'm sorry yeah oh uh, we, we should move on to our next topic but before we do i've been sitting on this for like ever and i wanted to just read out <laughs> the, the, this attorney's name Game Daily spoke with attorney Richard Haug Haug? <laughs> Haug H-O-E-G Richard Haug And Job Stauffer Job Stauffer and Richard Haug That's unfortunate Man, I just want to say Richard Haug Haug Richard Haug Telltale may be able to cite the Warnack's business circumstance exception. It's, I'm not reading all this. Fuck it. I just thought his name was funny. His name funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a funny name. <laughs> let's let's do the salt and then Lady Bowser. We I, I think it is agreed upon that it is terrible to work in the industry. And mm. uh, we can we can link that article. <laughs> more reading. Oh, Silver. I recognize that name. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh, God. oh, this. Can I read it? Can I please read it? Yes, Ooh, absolutely. Oh boy! In regards to The Walking Dead, the final season, general discussions, topic details on Steam.com. Teams should work for free. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but that is exactly what modders have been doing for years. This is how many great standalone full-feature free games were created, like all the mods for Total War, such as Third Age, Call of Warhammer, etc. If the Walking Dead cast, crew, actors, and developers really cared about this franchise, like they claim on Twitter, etc., then they would return to the studio, finish the remaining two episodes, and then call it a day. If modders can do that, 
Why can't regular professionals? <laughs> this is what I meant when I was talking about artists like being taken for granted. Any creative is going to be taken for granted like this by people all the time, every day. It's bad. If you ever, everyone listening to this, every, all of you, I'm here. I'm right in your ear. Oh if God. you ever, if you ever think something like this, uh, stop and uh, don't because that's not how this works uh we do have lives and we also eat and uh no we're not gonna just like make full uh episodes of games for free like no that's not that's not how it works why won't the treat makers make my treats breaking news breaking news artists eat (laughs) i know it's shocking that we don't just like I don't know, inhale pencil dust. Mm-hmm. I wish that's how I could uh, live. That would give me a lot of free budget. I do not wish to live off pencil dust, even if I could. They all photosynthesize from the glow from their Waco tablets. Uh, uh, I only have one tiny LED in mine. Uh, that wouldn't work. <laughs> photosynthesize! Um, But no, it's yeah like this is so common and and i do want to say that this is actually one of the very few really terrible takes like this that i've seen personally if you guys have more feel free to send them to me your camera takes um (laughs) but it's still a thing that happens and i think that people would be surprised just how common it is just in uh more quote unquote acceptable uh limitations Mm. um but yeah fuck this guy (laughs) can i read the next couple ones because they're so incredible do you want to read one of these reese let me let me read the uh the little follow-up all right go ahead reese so uh this is more from Silver, uh, post down. It is not even possible to finish two 90-minute episodes of The Walking Dead in your spare time. I don't believe it. Especially since you no longer have to follow any deadline or release schedule. Oh my take god. their time and get it done at their own pace. Oh my god. This person does not understand intellectual property rights at all. Obviously <laughs> like, not. Uh, l- why can't they just finish it despite the fact that they're not employed by the company working on it at all or being paid or, you know... Uh, have any rights to do what they're doing. Anyway, that's that's dumb. But modders! Yeah, but modders. Yeah, but the thing is, modders don't make any money off of what they do. (laughs) Even Silver, after, I mean, he was, this was roasted all over the internet. And I, a little bit got through. Uh, read, Read the edit. Oh my god. Edit. Thanks for all the lovely and supportive comments, guys, and the exposure on Reddit and Twitter. As someone who's followed Clem from the first episode, my post was a knee-jerk reaction out of desperation upon hearing the sad news. You know, the five stages of denial where you try to bargain and come up with stupid ideas? That one. You you have to put yourself in the shoes of a gamer. Sorry, I could just, I just imagine putting my feet in those shoes and just... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some of us are ignorant. 
<laughs> about developers' personal lives. No, not just about that. Because we never met them, unlike the fictional characters on screen who we have bonded with over the years. Hence our initial reaction was to worry more about the fate of the wrong party. It was a stupid post and got more spotlight than it deserved. And I apologize for that. The only people I am genuinely angry at right now are the fat cats who ran this company in the ground. Oh, fuck, he's saying something I'm agreeing with now. Fuck. And then pulled the plug without even giving their own employees time to repair. Anyways, I'll keep this thread up because deleting it would have erased all the people's posts below. And that would be a wrong thing to do. Have a nice day. And it's legitimately like, oh man, we got some, maybe we can get through to people, you know? Maybe the maybe world yeah. can change. And then somebody <laughs> posted a picture of his avatar, <laughs> which is Donald Duck dressed as a Nazi, smoking a cigarette. Drawn by Sh- <laughs> Shadman, the noted pedophile. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot we weren't supposed to mention his name. <laughs> I, I mean, what's... We've already opened the lament configuration. Yeah, not, none of you ever told me I wasn't allowed to say his name, so... I, I was just uh, like, I don't want people... Fuck Google Shad, him. man. And fuck yeah, don't, his fans. Don't Google Shad, man. Do don't. not... Just, <laughs> he just trust it's a bad person that drew a Nazi duck. And that's the first... <laughs> uh, honestly? That's, that, 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 that is, and, yeah, and that is by far... The, the least bad thing the, he's drawn... Yeah, that is not... Shadman is an awful person. He's a pedophile. Uh, generally just I'm... an awful fucking excuse of a human being. Uh, uh, okay. Fuck him. I'm, I'm fuck gonna, I'm gonna pull fuck the movie on a lever now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... Uh, I'll keep going. I know, I, I know. It's, 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 it's not that... It's not that you're wrong. Uh, but I do want to say, um, if... If, if, which is not the case because uh, he does have that icon, but if he didn't have the Shaman icon, I would have taken back my fuck this guy because <laughs> that was actually not a terrible edit to that post. So I'm glad that someone mm. kind of got through to him, but he's also a fan of Shadman. So again, uh, fuck that guy. I mean, there's always the possibility he doesn't know what the who made the avatar, but the fact that he has a it's Nazi Donald duck, Duck is a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, kind of makes it even. Kind of makes the artist irrelevant to a point. Uh, but that just is like the sh- the cherry on top of the shit Sunday. Um, just awful. But I don't know. Like, even though he seem he seems to understand that this is an issue with the business practices in the industry. I think that the fact that this person is still clinging to this idea of uh, a gamer identity, mm. where he's like, put yeah. yourself in the shoes of gamers, is I just I felt like, really bad, because I don't know what's going to happen to this fictional character that isn't real and doesn't exist, and I didn't for yeah. one second. I, I can't empathize people... with real humans. Are you kidding? I'm a gamer. Yeah, it shouldn't take people on the internet yelling <laughs> at you for you to be like, oh, wait a second. Maybe this wasn't the party I should have sympathized with. <laughs> yeah. But that's neither here nor there, I guess. And he only changed it after we people yelled at him. So. It, I think that this uh, this just makes me think of that edit of the Skyrim <laughs> the Skyrim meme where it's just like, oh, fuck, what was it? Oh, because, oh, I know what you're talking about. But because I hate women in minorities. Yeah. 
<laughs> Always true, which uh, I'm guessing you guys are going to talk about in your next episode. Uh, well, I mean, we're going to, I mean, that's a nice transition to our, our, our final piece of uh, salt here. We, we got a little classic gamer response as well, oh, but I want to read oh, this. Boy. I want to read the meme. Oh, read the meme. Read the meme. I am a gamer, not because I don't have a life, but because I hate women and minorities. It's sad because they keep doing it and they prove it's right. And I think that this is an interesting uh, perspective on why that is, in that it seems like they're thinking about the product more than people. And I think that well, that's yeah. a symptom of being way too steeped into a consumer culture, mm-hmm. that you're just conditioned to think only about the product or what you're consuming and not try to stop to think about like the impact that certain things have on people. And that if it's not, not everything's catered to you, then you throw a big gamer fit and fill your gamer dipes when they add exactly. women to the Roman game. The Roman game, 15%. <laughs> anyway, I think Reese is right. Let's move on to our next salt nug. So, uh, it's not the worst take to think that I care more about the game than the people. Uh, that is a very bad take. Um, certainly, there's no worse icon. <laughs> but we've had a worse take uh, about in response to that, which is uh, a series of tweets from I, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, Jennifer Shirley Sherl. I apologize, Jennifer, but uh, she posted uh, a series of tweets that she received. How does it feel to single handedly destroy a company that's a feat, man? What is he referring to? Let's the next tweet elucidate uh, specifically with a problem. A tweet for you signal boosting for women to apply 18 months ago is why the studio shut down. What? (laughs) Wait a minute. At Gaomi, women make terrible video games. I mean, yeah, because they're people. They're not video games. I don't think gamers (laughs) understand women. (laughs) Telltale will be an amazing financial lesson for game companies in the future when they can have women fully removed from game development. We thank you for your service to our cause. Holy shit, I didn't see this. So, uh, you're welcome for uh, some content for (laughs) for (laughs) shitty gamer takes. You might have to give context because apparently this person was calling for people to join the game calling for women specifically to join the game industry i think yeah she put out a tweet about about it and you know there was uh i guess you know a diversity initiative and Uh. the the response to that is is like (laughs) you killed my treat company how dare you It, it wasn't because you gave away your entire payroll uh, to Marvel to play to make a mediocre Guardians of the Galaxy game. I, I, <laughs> I should make a Guardians pres- of the Galaxy game. Yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't mean you know. I'm sure. I, I don't want to speak ill of the artists. Like it, they, I think they did the best that they could, but I don't think it was a good fit. I like it when the raccoon does a swear. Uh, he does a swear. You'll be nice to Rocket Raccoon. I like Rocket Raccoon. I just I was being sincere. 
<laughs> Couldn't you tell? Uh, Alt Alton is a as a resident furry, probably likes Rocket Raccoon the most, I would imagine. In a romantic way. That's not where I was going, but I'm glad we went there. All right. But uh, anyway, but yeah. wow, this is terrible. Legitimately, <laughs> like, honestly, the word. Well, it's like we say, <laughs> we should have said gamers are the worst thing on earth. But... Oh, that's the name of the thing. Yeah, it is the name of the thing. But no, seriously, this is awful. Um, <laughs> I this person does know that women have been in gaming like development for a while now, right? Mm. I can't. Every time this happens, because this isn't the first time that I've seen people insinuate that like women can't make the beep boop fun time game as <laughs> good as men people i don't understand like i i just i can't i just i don't get it i don't even have like a witty retort or something funny to say or even anything to back it up because it's just so s- stupid it's so <laughs> legitimately stupid to insinuate that and i just i can't imagine what it must be like to live your life in such a state of complete fucking idiocy. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. Listen, video game making is stored in the balls. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> well, then oh, what about God. I don't know. At this point, I'm just sort of gone into a manic mode where I'm just laughing at all of this because it's, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. It is. I, oh, my God. You know what? Other than like the the icon, this is legitimately worse than the the duck one, in so many ways. Because these yeah. this that person's just kind of entitled, and you know, eventually recognize their shitty behavior. These people are just like women destroyed the video game. It's like fucking antimatter to them. I think it would be amazing. Not that I think we should actually do this, but it'd be extremely funny that every time. Like, a, a game failed. Like, when Lawbreakers failed, or it's like, oh, looks like Cliffy B couldn't do it. Thanks for showing us men can't make video games. <laughs> You're, we, we thank you for our service, and just tweet that, and just, like, every time a video game fails. Get, get bro, go broke. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I'm behind it. Jesus Christ. Uh, I think we found our, our episode title. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Excellent. Good job, team. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. My senses are just being completely overloaded by this. That's pretty much what happened to me as soon as I read that. Sorry, just burped a little bit. Mm. That's that's fine. Uh, Holton belt is in my ear to, like, inaugurate every interaction. <laughs> so. <laughs> Not that much of an exaggeration, to be honest. Anyway, my how far, how far removed do you have to be to actually get this angry at a woman about a company that made poor management? Uh, I'm just, I'm not even going to dwell on this. Do we have another topic? Where's the next? Yeah, topic? we do have another topic. Uh, we let's let's end on a high note. Indeed, um, we 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 can't. Uh, we, as much as we would like to, we can't talk forever on this episode. 
But I did want to make note of the cultural moment known as Bowsette. <laughs> oh, Who will forever be enshrined in her glory for the rest of the foreseeable future. And in other words, this is the glorious moment when people discovered that they could make every single character in the Mario universe sexy. Well, but before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, does somebody want to explain what Bowsette is, in case there's listeners out there who might not be as online uh, as we are, but somehow still listen to this podcast? Ha! Okay, so... I don't remember. I don't even remember what game it was announced for. But there's a new Mario game coming out. Whatever. Mm. I don't even really like Mario, but that's neither here nor there. But there's this item, and it's a crown. And if you're a character named Toadette, and you touch the crown, you turn into Toadette. But she's like mm. Peach. It's new Super Mario Brothers U for the Nintendo Switch as a character called Toadette, which has an item. Uh, that turns her into a peach look-alike. It's pretty great. But then someone on the internet, um, AYYK92. Thank you for your service. Haniwa is um, their uh, artist title. But anyway, they drew this comic that was like, oh man, this <laughs> Super Crown is some spicy-ass lore for the Super Mario universe, which it mm-hmm. is. Basically, the comic is of Peach rejecting both Mario and Bowser. Uh, and then Bowser, by his own choice, his own fruition, uh, decides to put on the Super Crown and therefore come, becomes uh, Bowsette, um, who is basically a goth spiky Peach. And it's great. It's and pretty great. And I'm gay. So... <laughs> uh, you know my ass drew her. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so the whole internet was like, oh shit, uh, time to get really horny on Maine. <laughs> <laughs> now here we are. And mm. um, I do want to say, uh, I, okay, so I drew Bowsette, and I like Bowsette. I like the concept. I also like that it is... Uh, for anybody new to the concept, uh, this would be what we would consider a quote-unquote gender bend, where you take a character that is usually perceived as male and in some way or another uh, turn them uh, female. There are a lot of people that don't like most gender bends because the way that it is portrayed is very negative. Like, generally... Um, oh, good example that's related to video games. King of Fighters? King of Fighters. Uh, they, had a, they have a new game, um, but they have a character... And he is a male character, but they released a extra character that is basically that character, but with big old fat tibbies. <laughs> and in all of this art, the character is seen as very uncomfortable, is not happy with this change, very um, hesitant to be out and about like this. And so that's like, that's kind of why a lot of people are sort of taking Bowsette as different because it was by Bowser's own decision to do this. And also Bowsette looks happy with the choice, even though I guess you can say it's out of spite. But mm. 
a lot of people are like super cool with it. Just it's a positive representation of yeah, it's, of gender swap. Yeah, it's a it's one that more people are a bit more um open to uh because of that kind of more positive spin on it, which is nice. It's it's funny to prescribe importance to it, but at the same time like I did I did kind of love it. It's you know, I, I just saw the little ripple of this in the morning, and then by the evening, I like every character in every video <laughs> game ever had was just like a <laughs> hot peach version of it that was having a great time, and uh, oh, that's wow. hilarious. And it's just like everybody just being like, it just felt like everyone on the internet was like, what if, what if we could fuck anyone? <laughs> anything and they it's like i don't know just the the crown oh, of, of i know awesome. where i was going where, where were you going reese. i'm sorry i was uh, saying can... that oh, go ahead. finish your thought reese <laughs> as i was saying no i thought i thought he was saying for me to finish and i was saying for him to finish sorry sorry you finished first uh just i'm that... just gonna talk over reese now <laughs> I'm sorry. Just, to the, <laughs> just to finish my thought about um, just that this is what I think the best the best aspect of fandom is is um, so many times the worst aspects are people being extremely rigid and extremely gatekeepy um, and that sucks and I really love that this is kind of like just people taking these big cultural signifiers and just just changing it around till it matters to them. And I think that's mm-hmm. great. Um, I think a great example of somebody doing something like this is that terrible Detroit game that came out. Mm-hmm. Nobody played that game or liked the game itself, but there was something that about it that brought up this like fandom that didn't even like the... <laughs> the characters Absolutely. of the game itself, but the ca- but they they took it and they took the kind of like meme interactions and they just had fun with it and made something that they actually liked mm. and it was actually like something much better. Actually, I think the the best example I can think of of people taking something, you know, this this original concept and then really changing it and making it into something of their own to better suit their interests is when uh, they dress. A Donald Duck in an SS uniform. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh no, not good. Not good at all. So, uh, what was your uh, point? Oh, so I was actually saying that I'm kind of half and half with the whole Bowser thing because, mm. as much as I am gay right. and Bowser is purdy, so many people are going so ham with the horniness, guys. I am just so much Bowsette porn on my dash. Honestly, this is more of a Twitter issue because mm. they still just won't stop making me see my friends' likes. Oh, yeah, that's true. I don't want to know what they jack off to. <laughs> I don't need to know. Uh, somebody called me out for <laughs> liking this uh, incredibly silly picture of some lady in their underwear uh with a with a bowser a bowser mask on oh boy <laughs> anyway bowser bowser pretty bowser i'm gay i girls good <laughs> i drew bowser bye it was just a real moment of levity from from ever 
everyone in a pretty otherwise grim time true, while true. everyone else was glued to uh, the Kavanaugh hearings and just mm. witnessing that nightmare. The only kind of like levity through it was the was Bowsette saving us. <laughs> and save us she did. And on that note, I think it's about time we wrap up. Thank you so much for recording with us, Danya. As always, it's been a blast. Thanks for having me again. Uh, hopefully you'll learn your lesson and never invite me back again. <laughs> we we are absolutely going to invite you back again. We will never learn anything. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Uh, I apologize for both of those things. Oh, man. My brain has is even more broken than when we started because now, <laughs> uh, in my head, I now believe that gamers believe that women are magically anti-video game properties that can just make them disappear by touching them. Bada-bing, bada-boom. So, uh, Danya, where can people find your good content and Bowsette pictures online? All right, well, if uh, we didn't really talk about it this time, but um, you can find me either at, uh, at GamerTakes, which is by the GamerTakes account, shitty GamerTakes, or you can find me at my main account uh, at XO underscore Pinkish Heart, and that is my main account as well as my art account, and I did draw Bowsette, and she's pretty. I love girls. <laughs> my birthday's in artist. two weeks. Come follow me. Come follow me. Well, I don't know when this episode's going to go up. Probably in two weeks. <laughs> All right. My birthday is right now. Come follow me. <laughs> commission a Bowsette picture for Yes. Come commission me. Please, God. I'm going to get overdrafted at the bank. Posting <laughs> shitty gamer takes doesn't pay the bills. Please, God, come help me. So go ahead, go and give Donya your money. And Reese, where can people find you and your great online content online? You can find me at your very good bud on Twitter. I've given up on Mastodon. Uh, <laughs> uh, as as much as I like it, it's just a place where uh, everybody is. They've they've just talk about being horny on Main. Uh, it's too horny on Main even for me. Uh, <laughs> can't keep up. So yeah. All right, and you can find me. At 8Alton8 on Twitter or on YouTube.com at Alton Plays because I couldn't think of a better name. And I think that's it. So thank you everyone for coming with us on this journey. This journey of having our minds broken even more by <laughs> the incredible things that gamers do and say. And we will see you in the next episode. Thank you again, Danya. And thank you all for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Bye.